Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking all about upper back pain, lower back pain and the use of posture supports or back braces as they're often called. So we'll go through the two areas, uh, why you might use them, why you maybe shouldn't use them and what considerations you should have before you consider using these sorts of things. So hopefully you guys are going to find this video pretty helpful and uh, if you're new to the channel as always please do consider subscribing. Uh, we do these live streams every single weekday uh, and at the end today will be no different. You've got those Q&A sessions for you guys We've got Lara on the other side of the camera so she'll be able to read out those questions and we'll go through those towards the back end of today's live stream that being said let's get into today's topic so we've got a sort of a, a mock-up on the board of what we're going to be discussing today we're going to talk uh, sort of firstly about the upper back. Um, why might you use these braces? And they're the sort of ones that kind of come over your shoulders and pin your shoulders back in that sort of position. We've got some sort of devices where you've got t-shirts nowadays that um, will actually do this. They've got sort of seams, etc., that kind of try and pull you back. So we've got those. I'll talk, touch on those first of all. Secondly, we've got those sort of lumbar support. So you've got the traditional bodybuilding ones, and then you've got sort of the more fabric-y style ones. Um, I'll touch on sort of the scenarios where I'd recommend those to patients and 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 where I wouldn't and why more importantly I really want you guys particularly with the lower back anyway to really understand what you're doing when you're wearing these braces so you can appreciate that because one of the common reasons people use the lower back brace anyway is to deal with disc problems which frequently affect the L5S1 and L45 I'm going to go through on the spine where that is and where your belt's sitting and why you're probably making things worse if you're using a belt so uh, let's, let's we'll go through that at the end of the stream but let's get into the thoracic spine first why are you going to be getting upper, upper mid back pain well it's going to most likely be because of rounded posture we're trying to undo that with the use of this back brace and uh, and sort of just poor general posture and weakness uh, and we really need to address these things and often people will gravitate towards using a thoracic brace to try and help undo that stress. Maybe someone, maybe they've caught themselves with social media nowadays and, and a photograph from the side shows them slouching over very badly and they think, oh, I'll get one of those posture supports to open myself out. They feel great. When you wear them, they feel absolutely fantastic. They're doing the work for you, but I'd, I'd you know, provide a serious word of caution to, to any of you considering to use these braces. Why do they feel so good? Because your body isn't having to do the work and it's relying on a piece of fabric to do that work for you. Now, there are certain use cases for the thoracic posture. One could argue that it might be appropriate for the person that's getting into the gym or into physical rehabilitation to help you get into a good starting position before you then do your workout. So you're maybe working those muscles in a uh, position that is closer to the natural anatomical position. So we could say that would be a use case for the thoracic brain but quite equally that's not how they're often used they're often used so you can sit at that desk for six hours straight without having to move and the posture brace holds you up the problem with this is that you become very reliant on them and quite often people won't see the problems arising until it's six weeks six months down the line of constant use on a day in day out basis and all of a sudden we have absolutely no muscles whatsoever over this region or no capacity for these muscles to hold the posture erect. Your back brace or your thoracic brace starts to weaken because the fabric is not an adaptive structure. It doesn't respond to stress. It only weakens with time and degrades, unlike your muscular system, which will strengthen and improve over time. 
but this fabric um, back brace that you're wearing to support your posture slowly starts to degrade. You find that it stops to have an effect and you need to buy another new one. Now, the great thing about our own bodies is we have these posture braces built into us and all that is required is a little bit of work to build these muscles out, a bit of consistent work, yes, but work nonetheless, and your body will respond and it'll get stronger in response to the new stress and help you remain more upright, more effortlessly, rather than weakening over time like those braces. And I always make this joke when I'm discussing it with patients in the clinic, but you'll end up like Iron Man. Firstly, you'll wear a thoracic brace, then you'll wear a lumbar brace. And I've, I've already seen these ones where it's a thoracic and a lumbar brace at the same time. Then you'll need hip supports. And before you know it, you'll be wearing a full suit all the time and you won't be able to do anything without it. And you'll kind of just go limp when you take it off. So, I mean, that's a little bit extreme, but that's kind of what you're doing there when you're using and relying on these braces. And quite often people will say, oh, well, I need it because I have to work for six hours straight or eight hours or 12 hours straight at the computer. The, the fact of the matter is you've got to adjust your lifestyle, the way in which you're operating to change those things. And there are tools now such as sit standing desks where they can elevate and drop, which will be much, much more effective for you than just plowing out in front of the computer, let alone the fact that research proves time and time again, if you're buying this brace to be able to sit in front of your desk for hours, we're not designed to do that under any circumstance. That's not how the human body works. And research proves that taking more regular breaks increases your productivity anyway. You will be more productive when you, if you can step out of the computer and go and have a walk or something like that for a few moments. Maybe you're still thinking about the topic, but a little bit of preparation and planning and then execution and preparation and planning and then execution is going to be better for your health and also uh, better for your productivity as well. So that's a very important one. People often feel compelled and, and I, I know how this is as well myself. You're, you're working on something and you just want to get it done, but actually taking that break make you feel better. It's better for your back and you're going to be more productive in the long run, even if you, you struggle initially to tear yourself away. So please, please, please be wary of these thoracic braces um, because they're not ultimately helping you deal with the underlying problem. And I've asked, why are you considering using the back brace? Maybe comment that in the in the comment section below as you're watching this. Why would you consider a back brace? Are you someone who's thinking of the thoracic brace because they look awesome? Maybe you might consider using it in the gym to just help get you in the right position. But I would say, really ask that question. Why am I using this? Am I using this to get away with not looking after myself for a long period of time? And if that's the answer, really, really, really reconsider whether or not you should actually start going down that road because they are very tempting. They do feel very good. And, you know, it, it's not a good idea, in my opinion, for the overwhelming majority of people. I really struggle. As I said, apart from that best use case in the gym in the short term, I really struggle to see a place for these sorts of uh, braces. So that's important. We get onto the lower back a little bit more. This is really where I wanted to take a little bit of time to go through these braces. Now, we'll start with the sort of the traditional, maybe it might be a, a weightlifting belt that people think of using. And I know some guys will typically gravitate to these a little bit more than ladies. But the way, the traditional weightlifting belt, the same is true because the, the other um, sort of uh, lumbar support that people typically use are sort of the big, thicker ones. Where do they go? Well, let's start by saying, what is the most commonly injured segments in your lower back? Many of you guys watching this might have spondylolisthesis, you might have uh, stenosis, you might have uh, slip disc, bulging disc, herniated disc, that sort of injury, maybe just some degenerative strain on the discs and the lower part of your lumbar spine in these segments here. Your hips, which, which the belt sits on top of, runs here. 
it doesn't have any impact if you've got a deep set L4-5 or L5-S1. These are the ones that invariably become injured. Yes, there are cases where these become injured as well, but these are commonly the ones that give you the sort of pain into the glutes, the hamstrings, down the leg, that sort of classic sciatic type symptoms. And your belt is gonna block and quote unquote protect these ones here, the mid lumbar spine. And there are some anatomical variations on this where the, the actual, the, the hips come up a little bit higher or the, the innominate, the, the pelvic bone comes up a little bit higher or slightly lower. But generally as a rule, you're not going to get your belt sat right on here. It's going to be, you know, sat on a layer of soft tissue and it's going to be protecting this region. So now, instead of movement going through all of these joints to maybe share the strain, maybe share some of the load on these injured segments, you block all of these. So these now don't move. And all that's left to move in your lumbar spine are those two segments at the bottom, which are now injured. And what commonly happens is we don't bend properly, we start to bend. And instead of, if you see when I do that with the spine, or rather when I do that with the spine, everything sort of moves together. Well, what you've done is you've just blocked those from moving. So now only those bottom ones are gonna move when you're actually moving the spine, if it's bending, if it's lifting, etc. It really is a questionable strategy when we really think about what is injured, when is the most common use case for these. People will gravitate towards them when they are in, in uh, have an injury. I and mean, it's particularly when they have an L45, L5S1 disc injury. And I've spoken to guys in the gym that are wearing the belts. It is much more you're sort of a, a young, um, sort of a young male thing with regards to wearing them in the gym. And they'll be wearing them for things like bicep curls and bench press. And you go over and you say, hey, what, you know, maybe you're in conversation, you know the person loosely. Oh, how come you're using the belt? What's happened? Oh, I've injured my back. I've got I've, my L5S1 disc has been injured. And I go, why are you using that? you're literally making it worse. You're not paying any thought or attention to the way in which you're lifting, yet you've got a belt on, which is one, giving you a false sense of security, and two, then making things worse for that L5-S1 or L4-5 region of your spine. So you wanna be very, very, very careful and seriously have a think about whether or not you're using those weightlifting belts. I would argue that the only case for using those is if you are a high level, and I mean high level power lifter. The average person that's going in the gym and using these sorts of belts is it supposedly in the gym to increase muscular strength and stability and to get themselves in a better physical condition. By using a belt to cut off the normal functioning of a, your midsection, one of the most important sections of your body in terms of uh, sort of connectivity, to cut off this section from moving effectively is really a nonsensical if you think of why you're going to the gym to actually improve the strength and stability of your body. It's, it's almost like going to, the, to train biceps and just bracing your arms so you can't move your, your elbow. Well, how on earth are we gonna be training our biceps effectively uh, if we're not allowing it to move effectively? So worth really bearing that in mind if using it for training. Now, the second, um, reason we might use these is the more fabric type lumbar support belts and those are the ones that are a little bit broader maybe they come from here to here and and these look a little bit more like a corset you've heard us mention on previous live streams if you're a, a regular viewer um, about the corset type strength and stability using those deep core muscles to provide a corset like stability of your spine and that's because those muscles kind of come around over here they blend with the glutes etc and other muscles that go down into the legs and those sorts of corset type lumbar supports which you can get relatively inexpensively off places like amazon etc can have a usage but i would stress that the usage of those is going to again be very uh, specific a lot of people will maybe gravitate towards using them when they've injured their back 
perhaps, but I'm thinking of of the, the the only real usage case that I would suggest for these would be if you've got a very, very severe back issue and you're having to make an abnormal journey. Maybe it's a flight um, you know, out of the country and you're going, you, you normally you can't walk, for example, uh, you can only walk maybe a, a minute or two on your feet, but you've got to maybe got to take a flight. Well, in that scenario, I'd say, do you know what? Get that support, that thick lumbar support, put it a little bit lower so it comes down over this region here. So we've got the bony bits just up here and it comes down over this section. So it's spanning the lumbar spine coming from here all the way down through to here. And you might use it very tentatively for that day you're traveling. If you're someone that cannot normally walk more than a couple of, you know, a couple of minutes. But anyone with more activity than that and more capable of activity than that should really, really, really work on building the core. And that gets me to the last part of this live stream today. What are you going to do uh, in terms of for what is the best back brace that you can get and the best back brace every single one of you guys watching this has it already it may just be a little bit rusty and a little bit dysfunctional so we want to be strengthening up that midsection strengthening up the muscles that run along the back and down into the legs so that that muscular chain can work in a synergistic way throughout our whole body to protect our lumbar spine and to hold our posture upright and erect in a very good and effective way and that has numerous other benefits from a postural point of view as well so ultimately, we want very, very occasional use of these sorts of posture devices, but we really want to work on ourselves. And that's why we've got things like the Back in Shape program that although the early parts of that Back in Shape program, the phase one work isn't necessarily going to help from the thoracic point of view, it will help from a point of view of learning to engage that core, which is a keystone, if you will, in the, in the strength and stability of your back. The phase two and particularly the phase three work that we recommend in the Back in Shape program is really there to provide you stability from top to bottom about here all the way down and allow that back to work more effort more effortlessly so you've got your own back brace for the thoracic and for the lumbar spine as well so with that we can go into q a okay awesome uh, good let me just turn the mic over right so um just on facebook sarah has commented she said my husband will sometimes use a back brace if he does some heavy lifting at work this is not a frequent event but he can end up very lopsided if he doesn't. He's very desk-based for his job. Uh, when exercising, he wouldn't use the support. Good. I mean, yeah, when, when we're exercising, we don't want to use the support. Um, if, you, if you really take a step back, if you're someone that does use the support, maybe suggest it to your husband, ask him to have a look at how he lifts with and without the support because what quite often happens is actually that support gets in the way and limits your level of mobility. And if we just take a little bit more thought um, before we're about to lift said object, you might find that actually it works a little bit better. A better strategy when we're think thinking about lifting things at work and that sort of thing is to use those harnesses that you can get, where it's basically a harness around your shoulders and with straps so that the straps can do the heavy lifting. And you're kind of just in this position here, you've got the straps which go under the object and you just have to do that movement in order to lift it do you remember we had that one? yeah we had a, a, a one of our decompression tables was it weighs about 200 uh yeah. 220 kilos it's 400 and something pounds and in order to lift that you just use the shoulder harnesses that then go under the device and you two people can very easily lift that weight in a way that keeps your spine in a very effective position what all too often happens when we when we put these braces on is we just go like that and I mean, that's not really helping much. A little, just a slight better thought of what we're doing can really help and you don't tend to need the braces. Do you reckon maybe it helps people sort of remember to engage their core? Yeah, while, while I think, 
I think some people use it as a mental aid more than anything else. But at the same time, um, we really should be able to lift these things on our own. And if you can't, if you don't feel comfortable lifting a weight to the point where you're having to consider a strap, the strap doesn't provide you with any additional muscular power. You're better off using a lever or, or, or not lifting it. Get, getting someone else who's a bit stronger than yourself to lift it because that's where most people get caught out. They're not necessarily as physically active. And I might be wrong here in this particular case, um, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah. Um, but if you're not lifting those sorts of weights on a daily basis, we've got to be very careful when we're going to lift things um, anyway. Oh, cool. Okay, so uh, just reading Alex's comment here, um, I bought one and found it totally useless. In fact, counterproductive since it uh, discourages core engagement. Okay, yeah, so quite often they make that. it really difficult to actually properly engage your core. Um, and you just, you're, you're basically, uh, you're basically just disengaging the whole lot. You can't yeah. properly engage with a false insertion. And the false insertion is basically where uh, something external comes in and puts a block at halfway long a muscle it really struggles it really affects the ability of that muscle to work properly okay great he's also asked the question what do you think of the brace type decompression devices that you put on inflate currently advertised on facebook um if he's thinking about the one that i that i'm thinking of for the neck you've got the ones for the neck where you put them around here and you kind of oh, yes, you pump those and those just stretch um i think that they don't they don't encourage enough engagement with the with the anatomy or sorry with the uh, anatomy and with why you're using them and how to use them they don't have enough instruction and people will be tempted to use them and then just hold them there for extended periods and if you're talking about doing that for the neck they used to have these ones where you'd put a chin strap on and hang it over the door and it would just pull you uh, people would be tempted to just stay like that for a long period of time and if we're staying like that for an extended period of time beyond that sort of 15 uh, minutes or so 12 15 minutes we're going to start to have negative impacts on the alignment of our spine if it's a different one that i'm thinking of it actually pushes the lordosis in and there is it's a this, I can't remember the exact name of it, um, but those can sometimes be good. But what I would suggest, Alex, if you see it, post it in the comments in the Back and Shape group and we can have a look at it in more detail. Yeah, he said it's a lumbar one. I, I have a thing I might know, but post it in the in the group and we can have a look. Okay, awesome. Um, just, just sort of wondering, just for the guys, have you ever prescribed a lumbar support for a patient in the clinic? Yeah, there's one, there's, one, there's one lady yeah. uh, and maybe one other scenario where uh, she, she she lived in Spain um, and they were retired. So they traveled back and forth from London to Spain and was had, had serious, serious spondylolisthesis. Um, very, very bad. Uh, hadn't had an operation, but was very immobile, like struggling to walk, as I said, that one to two minutes. Um, so their lifestyle adjusted around that um, for a number of reasons. And she had to make a trip back to Spain. And I just said, look, you're going to have to use this through the airport because you can't walk. And it's better to have it on because you're doing well right now and you're, you're making improvement. So put it on and use it on that trip just to decrease the likelihood of you getting in trouble. But she's not putting it on to do lifting. She's just putting it on. She's going to be, you know, moving very small amounts, but it's more than on a usual daily basis. And there's nothing we could do around that. It's yeah. very different to other people that have the same sort of injuries that are actually much more mobile. I really wouldn't recommend it to those guys. It was just that one-off scenario. And the rest of the time, she's working to really work hard on building up that strength and stability. But if you haven't made it through the sort of the phase two and three section of what we call the back in shape, and you're still in phase one, and you have to unavoidably take a long journey, we're, we're a bit stuck. We have to get you doing something to help you make that journey. And we have to live in the real world in that scenario. Okay, great. Um, Karen's asked the question here, does sitting upright with good posture alone strengthen those muscles? No, 
I mean, you, you uh, people often say, "Well, I'll just stick up, sit up, right." You have to get into some sort of physical exercise regime. If that was enough, you'd get you know bodybuilders just sitting upright to, in order to build muscle. You have to do some sort of physical exercise in order to build those muscles, and and that's where we give you guys the guidance with things like the back in shape. I mean, it's going to help. Don't get me wrong, but it's not really going to going to cut the mustard to actually make a meaningful difference for the long term. Um, Fiona has also said sometimes when the pain is so bad, it's tempting to try uh, try these sorts of products through sheer desperation. I agree with that. No, I, I definitely agree. And the, the problem is, I was having this discussion this weekend, actually. Um, the problem is the motivation to do your rehab, etc., is often or do something to relieve, alleviate the pain is often there when you're in the throes of a crisis. And the re the reality is, as soon as you get out of that crisis, life gets back in the way. And I always remember this this time we were in the clinic, and we had a, had a young guy uh, came in, was in a lot of trouble, uh, back pain wise. Did did the treatment, was absolutely impeccable with his rehab, doing really really well, um, and got to a point where he was feeling good. And then he'd start coming in and saying, "Oh, I didn't have time, didn't have time, didn't have time. Oh, I was so busy." And then you're walking past him in the evening, and he's in the pub because he worked in the local area. And we're thinking, like you know. A couple of weeks ago, you weren't in the pub. You were doing your exercises at home because they were important because you're in a lot of pain. And now you're not in pain. You stop doing the rehab. And the real important, that's why we've got the phase two and the phase three work there. And we often get people, we've got what, thousands of members in the back in shape now, three members that just do the phase one. And then and then they just they just stop doing exercise because they feel better, et cetera. And then, and then it's done. You must continue the rehabilitation process beyond that stopping feeling bad because that is what really helps you prevent serious problems in the future yeah. it's building that up but often when there's not that motivation of pain uh, knocking on the door every morning you don't have the motivation to continue those exercises and other things are more attractive and you're able to do them again so let's get out and do them please that's why you know the back and shake workouts when we're doing the sort of the phase two and phase three stuff you should get that done in under half an hour that you know anyone anyone can fit that in a day Amazing. Fiona said, oh my God, he's psychic. I feel like he's talking to me directly. <laughs> no, I don't know. I'm just, just saying, we see these things time and time again. So, um, you know, it's, it's, sometimes it's not necessarily that complicated, uh, but it can feel it when you're the one suffering. Yeah. Um, okay, so back to YouTube. Marie has said, a walking stick helps to straighten me up. Is there, or, uh, is there a right or wrong way to use one? Um, I think you want to use one that's straightening you up first and foremost um it's necessary i was when i was doing my run yesterday in the in in hyde park um i ran past a lady who's using crutches and getting her exercise in you know she's oh, quite wow. clearly in the in in the park doing like going for a, a walk with the crutches you know using these aids to help you be upright and be mobile may well be necessary for you but that lady for example was using them quite clearly to allow her to do some physical exercise and if you're using the walking stick and you're holding it to keep you upright so you can go around the block and get that walk in that is going to be to your benefit and then with time you'll hopefully need the walking stick less the same way that lady hopefully will need the crutches less with time as well so i mean you want to use it it needs to be at a height where you're not leaning over and quite equally where you're not pushed up like that and and obviously it I would argue it'd probably be better if you could swap sides because we don't want to end up getting too much compression through one shoulder versus the other because that can often happen with the crutches because it jams the shoulder up into, into the acromion, so your, your humerus, your arm bone, into a little bony bit up here, which can irritate your one of the muscles here, which is supraspinatus, which is commonly injured in a lot of people anyway. Um, so you maybe want to swap sides just so we don't get any shoulder trouble. 
but I'd have it at a good height where your shoulders can be relaxed whilst putting a little bit of pressure through it rather than up like that. So sorry, so it, so it, was, it was a walking stick. Yeah? Yes, walking stick. Yep. Yeah. Um, do do you find that people tend to lean over? Yeah, people tend to sort of have have a walking stick that's too low, and then they're doing that. Yeah. And so they need to, it needs to be good, here, right? so we've got a little bit of power, or arguably just just about here. So a slight bend in the elbow. We have a slight bend in the elbow, but bent to slightly straight, and that way we're able to support ourselves in a straight position. You know, you don't want to be too far over. Most of the time, I get when patients come in, I'm having, I'm saying, look, can you make that a little bit longer? Even with one crutch, when they come in with one crutch, look, can you make that a little bit longer so it's it's straightening you up a little bit more rather than leaning over? People have it too short commonly. Okay, brilliant. Uh, Mandy's just jumped on. She said, "Good morning, morning, Mandy." Morning, Mandy. Um, okay, brilliant. I think that is, that's all the questions for today. I think that's everything. Awesome. Well, hopefully, you guys found that uh, video interesting today and the topic of braces. I know it's something that gets searched a lot. Uh, people look to these uh, posture braces both because they're on Instagram, etc., on a daily basis, and they're being advertised. But please, 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 I hope this has given you some thought to just take a little double take when you are thinking about using one of these braces. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's helped you avoid using one because you're going to be much better off you have all the back brace and back support that you need in your own body it's just a case of getting the right exercises to build them safely and that's why we've got things like the back in shape resource for people uh to to, to help them build uh their, their their sort of their own back brace if you will so uh, the one you've got is always better than the one you can buy that's very very important when it comes to back braces so hopefully you found this helpful if you have found this helpful or maybe you know someone else is struggling maybe considering a back brace and please do consider sharing them make sure you hit the subscribe button if you find these videos useful as well and the notification bell we go live every single weekday uh in spite of, of reopening the clinic uh, we sort of continue to do these live streams every single day just as a way of helping you guys you can pop on ask a question as other guys have done today and hopefully we can help you guys uh, going forward. So until tomorrow, we'll see you. Have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow with another live stream.